Every so often, you may come across an independent fashion designer calling out a fast fashion brand or even a designer label for copying their design. Perhaps you have heard of Diet Prada, the watchdog Instagram account that has amassed a following of almost 3 million since 2014. They started off as an account that highlighted similarities and designs from different designers, basically to call one out as a copycat. All fashion designs are actually not supposed to be completely original and unique. Of course, there are direct copies and stolen designs, which we will get to later in the episode. Fashion has been around since forever, and it's extremely hard to come up with a design that has never been done before, especially something that is wearable. As a fashion designer, you might want to be seen as one that is innovative like Alexander McQueen, revolutionary like Yves Saint Laurent, or culturally impactful like Patrick Kelly. While that may not be the goal or case for every fashion designer, every designer should know how to craft and execute a reference. I will talk more about the art of a reference on the Most Fashionable Crime YouTube channel. The link is in the notes, so be sure to check it out and subscribe while you're over there. Welcome to Most Fashionable Crime, a fashion-related true crime podcast hosted by me, Taryn. If you want to be on trend, make sure to sign up for the newsletter, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow the podcast on Twitter at Most Fashionable, and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Most Fashionable Crime. There is also a discussion group on Facebook and a Reddit community, which are both linked in the notes. I want to give a special shout out to those that are forever trending, which are the supporters of this podcast. I appreciate y'all so much, and there is a link in the notes if you would like to support too. Three ways to support Most Fashionable Crime are to share this podcast with anyone who may like it or may not know yet that they will like it. Leave a five-star rating and or a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and just listen and engage on social media. While you're listening right now, go ahead and share this to your Instagram story. This episode is the last episode of the first season, which is themed thievery. There will be a second season, so stay tuned for more. A reference in fashion design means that a designer or creative director drew inspiration from another designer or creative director. For instance, Olivier Roustan, the creative director of Balmain, celebrated his 10 years at Balmain by reissuing designs from the previous years. Another example is if I wanted to design a dress that's sleek, has great attention to detail, and sexy, I might turn to Gianni Versace's work or the white dress designed by Carly Cushney, worn by Michelle Obama in her December 2018 Elle magazine spread. The point is, you can reference without copying, and sometimes designs are so far removed from each other that I think you can embrace it to a certain extent. I wanted to provide information on what a reference is and how inspiration works within the fashion industry. Now, we could get into a lot of brands, designers, and celebrities that have stolen designs, but we will focus on one for this episode. If you have seen a performance by Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Normani, SZA, Casey Musgraves, or Megan Thee Stallion in recent years, you might have noticed the sparkling tights and costumes they wear. The shimmer you see is courtesy of a Black woman named Destiny Blue. 
the CEO and designer of Deep Blue Dazzled. Deep Blue Dazzled is a company that was founded in 2010 or 2011, and according to the website, their specialty is custom crystallized hosiery, lingerie, swim, athleisure, and performance wear. The company also worked with Beyonce on the Formation Tour, and her work was recently seen in Black is Keen, which is the 2020 visual album and musical film that accompanied the 2019 album The Lion King, The Gift. Black is King was executive produced, written, and directed by Beyonce. The work also received a 2021 Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Costumes for a Variety, Nonfiction, or Reality Program, which was awarded to the costume designers Serena Akers and Timothy White. Destiny Blue's work could be seen during the song Find Your Way Back. Five years ago, in November of 2016, Blue Dazzle received a request in the form of an email from Khloe Kardashian's executive assistant that read, Hi, Khloe came across your line and would love to see a lookbook. Do you have one you can send over? LMK, which if you don't know, stands for let me know. I wanted to read the email directly because I feel like it's representative of what is to come. For those of you that are unfamiliar, Khloe Kardashian, a white woman, is the youngest Kardashian sister to Kourtney and Kim, who I focused an earlier episode of this season on. Like her sisters, she is an American media personality best known for the reality TV series Keeping Up with the Kardashians and its spinoffs. In 2016, she and Emma Greed co-founded Good American Together, after Emma reached out to Chloe's mother, Kris Jenner, in 2015, proposing the idea of the company to her. Emma Greed is a Black woman, and she is also the CEO of Good American. She is also the founding partner of Skims, which is the shapewear company founded by Chloe's sister, Kim, and her husband, Jens Greed. Emma's husband, Jens, is also the co-founder of Frame, a company known for its high-end denim. Good American is also a denim company that launched with an inclusive size range of double zero to 24. They have since expanded to more clothing styles. One of the styles they expanded into was bodysuits. This is where things get a bit messy, which isn't saying much since it involves a Kardashian. From the first poorly written email to D Blue Dazzle from Chloe's executive assistant in November 2016, there were emails sent to the D Blue Dazzle team from a representative of either a Kardashian or a Jenner until May of 2017. Chloe's team was invoiced for at least $4,585 worth of merchandise that consisted of her allegedly buying one of everything on the website, as well as custom orders that included a bra and panty set with the name Tristan Thompson, the father of Chloe's child, dazzled onto it. While Chloe purchased a lot from Deep Blue Dazzle, she never wore anything publicly or tagged the brand is how I understand it. In December of 2016, Chloe's former stylist, Monica Rose, requested to borrow two bodysuits, a black one and a nude one. After the bodysuits are sent, she gets an email saying that Chloe, quote unquote, loves it all. A month later, in January 2017, Chloe's stylist asked if Chloe can keep the bodysuits. In March 2017, Destiny sent the stylist an invoice for the two unreturned bodysuits and an additional one. In April of 2017, photos of Chloe from a Good American photo shoot or video shoot were posted on social media 
that showed her wearing a bodysuit that looked very similar to the bodysuit from D Blue Dazzled. Destiny emailed Chloe's assistant about the similarities and did not receive a reply. It appears that Destiny went public with the ordeal on June 2, 2017, after Chloe posted a 59-second promotional clip the day before of behind-the-scenes footage from a Good American photo shoot. I'm assuming that is the same one that the pictures of Chloe in the bodysuit were from. The campaign features a good bit of Black celebrities and models, but little did they know that in the studio, the Good American team were knocking off a Black woman's designs. Destiny quote tweeted the video Chloe posted with quote, when someone buys one of everything on your site, has you make them custom de-blue dazzled work, never post it or wears it, then copies it, end quote. I think this is a very interesting case. This bodysuit is sheer and covered in crystals around the areas that you would get charged with indecent exposure if they weren't concealed. The name of this bodysuit, according to the Deep Blue Dazzle website, is Toxic Skin Tone Catsuit. Good American responded in a way that was really tacky, in my opinion, and incredibly stupid. Whoever was behind the Good American Instagram account at the time posted a series of photos of Cher, Diana Ross, and Britney Spears. There is a caption underneath the photo of Cher that read, Here's our forever inspo. Share photographed by Henry Langdon, 1978. Important to know your fashion history. Hashtag no frauds. I find this to be stupid because the name of the bodysuit that Destiny Blue designed is Toxic, a direct reference to the Britney Spears song and music video, where she wore a nude crystallized bodysuit. The same bodysuit Good American tried to use as a rebuttal to Destiny's accusations. Destiny Blue clearly knows what her reference is. The difference between D Blue Dazzled and Good American is that Destiny actually did her research and used that as a reference in the design and even named it after the song, whereas Chloe and crew with a K, I'm sure, bought an already sold product and ripped it off. Destiny is not saying that she is the originator of this bodysuit. What she is claiming is that Chloe purchased or borrowed the bodysuit from her, and then use that in her own brand's designs. She's not saying she invented a bodysuit. She's just saying that there is clearly a paper trail that shows what Chloe and the Good American team did. A representative from Good American put out this message, quote, Miss Blues claimed that Good American and Chloe Kardashian copied or stole her design is flagrantly false and little more than a cheap publicity stunt in an attempt by Miss Blue to get her 15 minutes of fame. Miss Blue did not create the concept or design of a bodysuit with crystals, a fashion style that has been around for decades as evidenced by the fact that Cher has been wearing these styles for over 25 years. The Good American Design team designed a range of 11 bodysuits and had never heard of Miss Blue or seen her designs. The letter from her lawyer sent to the press for no legitimate reason is outrageous, defamatory, and misleading in the extreme. Good American will absolutely not stand for anyone to damage its reputation and plans to deal with this through the proper legal challenges. End quote. The lies! The lies! Lying about not knowing her or her work is exceptionally ridiculous because who do you know that is making bra and panty sets with Tristan Thompson's name on it of all people?
I would even go as far to say that if the design team at Good American is designing a similar product to one that is already on the market and is always going viral on social media, they have probably seen these designs as well. If, you know, they do their research. The representative saying that this is a cheap publicity stunt to get 15 minutes of fame is pretty ironic given who the representative is defending. But moving forward, I don't think the representative had the full story because once Destiny hit them back with all of the emails that transpired between her and members of Chloe's team, it was really embarrassing for Miss Good America. The fact that the bodysuits that Destiny claimed were ripped off were borrowed and never returned proves to me that they did steal her design. In my head, I imagine whatever good American technical designer taking apart the bodysuit by the seams and making patterns from it and working with someone else to source the fabric and notions. In May of 2020, Destiny Adibu Dazzled filed a lawsuit against Good American and sought $10 million in damages for stealing her designs and not compensating her for them. To be a set, according to the fashion law, it was a $10 million trade dress infringement fraud and unfair competition lawsuit. As of May 2021, the lawsuit was settled privately and both parties requested the case to be dropped. Overall, this whole situation is very disappointing, especially seen as the co-founder and CEO of Good American, Emma Greed, is a Black woman. According to Emma's Instagram, she is a chairwoman of the 15% Pledge, which according to Wikipedia, is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization that encourages retailers to pledge at least 15% of their shelf space to Black-owned businesses. In an industry that is dominated by those that look a certain way, I was disappointed but not surprised to see the Good American brand attack Destiny Blue in such a manner. An opportunity that Chloe, her stylist, and I would assume the Good American team should have considered was to ask Destiny if they could do a collaboration with Deep Blue Dazzled. Originally, I was going to highlight three different instances of design theft in this episode, but I decided to just focus on one for the sake of time and to prevent confusion. I decided to put the focus on Destiny Bloom because she's an advocate for small and independent designers that fight to protect their intellectual property. Unfortunately, in the United States, there is not much to do when it comes to copywriting fashion designs as the industry was seen as more of manufacturing than creative when the laws were written four decades ago. You can, however, copyright original patterns and prints as well as unique color arrangements. When it comes to other types of intellectual property, trademarks are commonly used to protect things such as brand names, logos, and color, while trade dress is used to protect packaging design and unique appearances of apparel and accessories. A designer can also file a patent if they decide to go an innovative or more functional approach in design. We'll probably see this more as wearable tech becomes bigger. I put some links in the notes if you want to read more about intellectual property as it pertains to fashion design. The stealing of fashion designs is something that we will probably continue to see. Counterfeit goods are still a big market and fast fashion is showing no signs of slowing down. If you are able to, please support small and independent fashion designers. Thank you so much for listening to Most Fashionable Crime. I hope you enjoyed the last episode of the first season. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss any updates about bonus episodes in December and January, as well as the season two announcement. 
I am so excited about the next season. The topic is so fun and the stories you'll hear are exciting, messy, and scandalous. Season two will debut in February. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, download episodes, and leave a five-star rating if you are listening on the Apple Podcast. All of my sources are linked in the notes. In case you are wondering, this podcast was written, recorded, produced, and edited by me, Taryn. All the music you heard in the episode is from Epidemic Sound.